On today's Good Word, we're talking about eliminating dandelions, sins, and other invasive weeds. I don't have the greenest thumb, but being able to grow a beautiful garden has always been something I admired. The biggest opponent to this desire is the tenacity of weeds. I spent a lot of mornings as a kid pulling up crabgrass and dandelions from the same beds over and over again. And no matter how clear the dirt looked when I was finished, the weeds were always back again within a couple of weeks, dragging me away from sleeping in just to pull them out all over again. So looking for a solution, I checked around the neighborhood for people with beautiful yards and asked what they did to control weed growth. One woman just said to choke them out. Rather than trying to keep the soil clear of anything growing, a ground cover takes up all the space and resources, leaving nothing left over for the weeds. Something like thyme or evening primroses. Maybe lamb's ear looks good next to flowers while pushing the less desirable plants out. A space left void might start developing growth in a direction we don't want. This is true in gardens and in our minds. Left blank, without a goal to pursue or an ideal to emulate, we might find ourselves slipping into a bad habit simply because there's no reason not to. The power of the gospel is that it not only fills us with good things, but leaves less room for unhealthy attitudes. Light and dark can't occupy the same space at the same time, and the same goes for virtues and vices. James chapter 3 shows the contrast between and the results of these two mindsets. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion at every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. In order to find this peace, we can't simply resolve to stop doing wrong. Our mortal experiences still end up pushing their way in. We're bound to make mistakes. Instead, if we focus on filling our lives with good things, there's not enough room left over for the bad. This seems to be the process that the Lord's people in the Book of Mormon just after his ministry followed. Even decades and generations after his visit and teachings to them, they continued to be possessed almost wholly by virtues. The vices couldn't find purchase to grow in their hearts. Instead, as described in 4th Nephi chapter 1, their hearts were already full of something much better. And it came to pass that there was no contention in the land because of the love of God which did dwell in the hearts of the people. And there were no envyings, nor strifes, nor tumults, nor whoredoms, nor lyings, nor murders, nor any manner of lasciviousness, and surely there could not be a happier people among all the people who had been created by the hand of God. This kind of utopian ideal has only been achieved a few times in all of recorded history, and each time it was through the teachings of Jesus Christ that individuals and groups were able to move past their mortal weaknesses and become who the Lord taught them to be. The gospel of Jesus and the love of God are massive, almost boundless in their scope, and when they are given space to occupy our hearts, there's little room left over for anything less important to grow. And that's the good word.